This is where Montana talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Dad, did I hear that right? So one of the best questions uh, that uh, Hunter Biden actually decided to answer yesterday came from Hillary Vaughn, uh, Fox News uh, reporter. You'll hear her uh, do Fox News radio uh, reports as well. But I, I didn't know this. Earlier this morning, I was listening to Steve Ducey and and the crew on Fox and Friends, and they were, you know, uh, sharing, you know, really what's been a crazy 24-hour news cycle over the past 24 hours. I mean, we were focused on uh, the impeachment hearing for uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, and and big reason we were focused on that is not only because this invasion on our southern border is the biggest issue facing our country right now but montana's attorney general was there so from a montana standpoint that's what we were focused on but uh yeah crazy news cycle and so they were talking a little bit about that this morning uh on fox and friends you know you had uh the hunter biden circus on capitol hill you had the trump town hall last night on fox news and then on some other network they had uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis uh, having a debate on some other network. But uh, I didn't know this, but a, so we all know that Peter Ducey, the Fox News White House correspondent, is the is is Steve Ducey's son. And uh, they just seem like such a great family. Uh, but I didn't know this. Apparently, Hillary Vaughn is is married. To, did I hear that right? That Hillary Vaughn is, is married to Peter Ducey. So Steve was talking about this great question that Hillary Vaughn was able to actually get an answer from Hunter Biden on. Let me play it for you. I think I think Cavuto had this yesterday afternoon first. Mr. Biden, why did you put your dad on speakerphone with your business partners if he had no involvement in your business? Do you have a dad? Did he call you? Yes. Answer the phone? Yes. Okay. But why did you need to talk to him during business meetings if he had nothing to do with your business? Yeah, very good question, right? Very good question. And uh, apparently, Joe Biden has more to do with Hunter Biden's business, not even uh, when it comes to communist Chinese business dealings, but when it comes to the business of defying Congress. Well, Hillary Vaughn was at the Capitol uh, uh, questioning Hunter Biden. Well, uh, Peter Ducey was 16 blocks away down Pennsylvania Avenue throwing questions like this uh, to Corinne Jean-Pierre at the White House. Hunter Biden on Capitol Hill today. How big of a headache is that for you? (laughs) Hunter Biden is a private citizen. He is not a member of the White House, as you know, and I just don't have anything else to share. The last time he was on the Hill, he said the president was certainly familiar with what his son was going to to say. I did say that. And, here, so and what I'm saying today, that President Biden does not help him with his business deals, but he does help him skirt congressional subpoenas. That is not even true. That That is a jump that is, that is incredibly disappointing. I will say to you, I am helping you out. I'm helping you out. All right. By the way, you can see that full back and forth at the dailycaller.com. Yeah, she uh, had nothing to even say because she knew that Peter Ducey was spot on and uh, and the, the the clown show the shift show antics by Hunter Biden and and the Biden White House just indefensible which is why she has absolutely nothing to say uh, let's see phone lines are open for you 2940970 back right after this did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. 
Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up, ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov slash reach. That's va.gov slash reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Hey, we got a great guest coming up in just a few minutes. Sam Faddis is a former CIA operations officer and uh, has A&D Magazine and Magazine. And uh, actually, I shot him a note a few days ago because I saw a great write-up on his uh, on his website. 2024, will Americans finally decide they have had enough? Uh, and and covers everything from the flood of illegal aliens, uh, federal spending and inflation, foreign wars, and, and so much more. And so, so I thought, man, what we need to get him on, kind of kicking off 2024, kicking off the new year to, to kind of give a preview of the year ahead and the big battles in the year ahead. But uh, he's going to be with us here in just a few minutes. We, we uh, heard back from him. Uh, so that'll be a great conversation coming up here in just a, a few minutes. If you got something you want to talk about in the meantime, give us a ring, 406-294-0970. And then later on in the show, we'll, we'll open up the phone lines uh, once again to anything and everything you want to talk about here uh, on the program. Yeah, man, so much happened in the last 24 hours. Uh, if, if you missed yesterday's impeachment hearing for Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Really, Attorney Attorney General Austin Knutson, um, if you were listening to the show yesterday, we carried that testimony live during this 8 o'clock hour of the show as it happened. And we, and we didn't know when he was going to speak, what time it was going to start. And, uh, and and we were able to, to get that here live in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. And really powerful testimony from Montana's Attorney General he highlighted the invasion taking place on our southern border and the deadly ramifications back here in Montana at the hands of the drug cartels as he called for the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, he closed his remarks by saying that Secretary Mayorkas is the architect of that destruction. The American people are watching. They know that our border was secure just a few years ago. They see the devastation metastasizing in our communities from drugs and human trafficking. The conclusion is clear. Secretary Mayorkas has violated his oath, and I urge this body to impeach. You know, my question for Swalwell and, and, and the rest of these Democrats on the congressional committee on the committee yesterday was they were trying to say, well, has he committed high crimes and misdemeanors? Um allowing an invasion to take place on American soil. Americans are being killed not only by illegal aliens committing violent homicides on our streets, but by the deadly drugs that the Mexican drug cartels. Uh, is that a high crime and misdemeanor? Oh, but they wanted to talk about Donald Trump placing a phone call to Ukraine. 
oh, so a phone call is a high crime and misdemeanor, but allowing America to be completely invaded by criminal cartel. <sighs> and and why do they take an oath of office? This would be another question I have is, is if they violate their oath of office, what's the penalty for, for violating their oath of office? Why do they even place their hand on the Bible? Or if you're Han Omar, place your hand on something else. Why do they place their hand on the Bible? Why do they, they take an oath of office? And if they then break that oath of office, uh, why do we even do the oath of office anymore? If it doesn't matter uh, what they do to destroy this country, if it doesn't matter the, if they refuse to, to obey the laws, if they refuse to uh, comply with court orders, if they uh, completely open this country for a, a, an, an all-out invasion by tens of thousands of Chinese nationals, by the Mexican drug cartels, by folks on the terror watch list from Yemen, Iran, elsewhere, if violating the oath doesn't matter, then why do they even take an oath? I mean, I, that would have been one of the follow-up questions I would have had uh, for these Democrats that had the audacity to sit there and defend Secretary Mayorkas. And then they had the audacity to sit there and say, well, Donald Trump, oh, well, but Donald Trump, I mean, give me a break. Uh, it was an embarrassment for congressional Democrats. But then, of course, it all got upstaged by uh, Hunter Biden and uh, uh, the uh, the oh so privileged Hunter Biden. Uh, Hunter Biden refu refusing to comply with a congressional subpoena. Donald Trump Jr. sat in closed door testimony for like 40 hours. Donald Trump Jr. didn't say, no, 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 I'm not sitting in a closed door testimony. I'm only going to do this or I'm only going to go do that because Donald Trump Jr., despite the immense wealth and success of the Trump family, they don't get the privilege to just defy congressional subpoenas. Only a Biden can defy congressional subpoenas, and that's exactly what he did. And and just as uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was about to speak, just as she was about uh, to call out uh, Hunter Biden, he storms out of the room. And then Nancy Mace called him out, too, uh, with some pretty funny remarks. Uh, so that was some of the big news yesterday. And then, of course, the other big news, uh, Chris Christie uh, dropped out of the presidential race. Uh, so there was some funny back and forth during the Trump town hall last night. Uh, we can talk about that here in a little bit. But first, let's sneak in a caller. We've got Mike in Roundup with about a minute before our break. Mike, what's going on? Good morning. Morning. Hey, uh, Dan Bongino made a good point the other day. The reason they're bringing in all these illegals is to supplement all the people leaving California and New York. They get them to vote. There's your, there's your problem solved. Yeah, it certainly makes you wonder. Uh, certainly makes you wonder. Uh, it, you know, except for the Democrats are already going to win New York and California, but that's why they're trying to dump them into the red states because a, a, a you know, like think of Montana, just a small change in migration in montana uh not even talking to legals but just people from other states can can change uh the outcome of some political races right that's true that is true the more people they get in these states they're leaving the more votes they'll have yeah and they're willing to destroy the country in the process all right mike thanks for the call thanks for listening and roundup quick break back right after this 
Hey, I'll tell you what, if you missed it on Wednesday morning's show, we ended up playing this audio live. We featured the live testimony before Congress as Montana's Attorney General Austin Knudsen uh, was calling for the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. If you missed his testimony, you can go back to our Montana Talks website, listen to the live audio that we carry. Plus, I'll get the video posted for you uh, there as well. MontanaTalks.com for that and more. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, so we should be getting uh, any second now. We should have Sam Fattis, a uh, former CIA operations officer. He's got And Magazine. He should be with us here any second now. But in the meantime, uh, let's sneak in another caller. We got Greg in Big Fork wants to jump in uh, on this whole uh, conversation about so why are they allowing so many illegal aliens in? Greg, what's your thoughts? Hey, Aaron, good to talk to you. I'm wondering if it's because of them losing congressional seats in New York and California that obviously in the next census they gain those seats back. That's a great point because, yeah, they're they're going to win statewide races in New York and California because of the sheer number. Because most of the people that are fleeing those states are conservative-leaning folks that are moving to Florida, Montana, Texas, and elsewhere, right? But you're right. When they do the census – they they count everybody, uh, illegals included, yep. and then they use that to justify political representation. So if they pile a bunch of folks into blue states, the blue states get more representation. Great point. Thanks. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Anything else you wanted to share, Greg? No, just keep up the good work. Thanks. Hey, thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the phone call. Uh, you can also message us on our Montana Talks app uh, if you got something you want to say. And uh, we'll get back to your phone calls here in, in a few minutes. But first, we do have uh, former CIA operations officer Sam Fattis on the phone lines with AND Magazine, A-N-D uh, Magazine. Uh, Sam, always an honor to have you on. First off, Happy New Year. Uh, it's it's great to chat with you here for the first time in 2024. Happy New Year. Hope you guys are doing okay. Well, we're in Montana, so we're uh, we're, we're better than most. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Uh, you know, I saw this great piece on your website. 2024, will Americans finally decide they have had enough? Uh, and I guess it's actually a guest post uh, uh, by a friend of yours. But, but anyway, I, I thought that was just a great question. 2024, will Americans finally decide they have had enough? And so, anyway, we can take this conversation wherever you want to go. Where do you want to start? Well, you're right. The guy that wrote it is uh, a gentleman named Chet Nagel, who is, um, let's leave it at this, an old an old colleague and a, a great patriot and an individual with... Uh, Chet Nagel is the guy I want to be when I grow up. So he um, he knows of, of what he speaks. And um, Chet was just walking through sort of the state of the nation and I think you know bringing it to the point of saying at what point do we reach the breaking point at what point do we transition from people are angry people are fed up people are stressed people are out of money to 
people, you know, people no longer trust the institutions to the point where that that really begins to kind of dissolve social order, respect for law, and and all of these things that I think most of us would would like to consider unimaginable, but unfortunately these days have to imagine. Yeah, I was I was reading the brief bio uh, that's included at the end of his guest guest post here, and Chet Nagel. A career pilot, he was in the Cuban Missile Crisis, a civilian, he was a Pentagon official, a CIA agent, and an author. He was awarded the Order of Oman during the war with Yemen. So it sounds like an incredible guy. And you've had an incredible career, uh, you know, a CIA operations officer. Before you retired, you headed up their, their uh, you know, counterweapons of mass destruction uh, outfit uh, for the CIA as well. You know, to me, what's happening in our country right now, I think this is a great question. Is 2024 the year that Americans will finally decide that they have had it? They have had enough. I mean, we're hearing that more and more black voters are looking to leave the Democrat Party. More Hispanics are looking to leave the Democrat Party. But some of our our, our friends on the left, it's they, they kind of remind me like drug addicts where you think like, man, don't you see the destruction that is taking place? Don't you don't you just feel awful? Don't you see the way that your family is falling apart from your drug addiction and from the the crimes that you then commit? And and you would just assume that that, that drug addicts would be would would kind of wake up and say, "God, I'm really destroying my life. I should probably go get help and I should probably stop doing this." But they don't because they're so accustomed to it that that becomes their their normal. That and and I, I wonder if our friends on the left and too many Americans that that this is their normal and they're addicted to these crazy left wing politics that no matter how bad things get, they won't change. Yeah, well, and I, I mean that's that's part of it, and then part of it I think it, I mean look we're we're talking about a lot of people and you're talking about a country of over three hundred million people, so you can't sort of categorize everybody yeah. simplistically falling clearly in one side or the other. There are a lot of people out there that I think kind of either don't understand what's going on or don't want to understand what's going on, and they just kind of go with the flow. So, But there are clearly people on the left who, in my view, have a very expressed ideological agenda, and it is incredibly radical and, uh, and hostile to what most Americans believe. And... I think what they, they just continue to believe, those folks, that they can sort of just keep pushing and that Americans will just, no matter how disenchanted they are, they will acquiesce, they will go along, and there won't be a breaking point. And what Chet was getting at, you know, I've talked about this many times, you know, face-to-face or on the phone. We keep in touch regularly. It was not to advocate that anybody wants to reach a breaking point, and most certainly not to advocate violence by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, But just to say it it is something at this point we have to look at it. At what point, uh, forget about violence, at what point do you get to the, do you reach a stage where average Americans are simply saying no? in regard to things that they would have never considered saying no to anymore. Um, if you try to implement a mask mandate tomorrow across the United States, I think what you'd find is that a huge number of Americans would 
would just look at you and say, I ain't doing that. Yeah, and many of us did already the last time around, but I think, yeah, almost the entire country would do it this time. 100%, 100%. Lots of people, myself included, opted out last time, just as many, many people, myself included, opted out of vaccines. But I I mean, you can see, in effect, with with vaccines, for the, the supposed vaccines for COVID, that already Americans, in effect, have reached that point, right? I mean, nobody... No appreciable number of Americans takes boosters. Everybody has, whether they want to admit it or not, or confront what it means for their behavior, even if they took the vaccine, they don't take the booster, because, which tells you, I understand it doesn't work. At a minimum, before we get the medical side effects, at a minimum, the thing doesn't do anything. It was a lie. So those are... I mean, this civil disobedience, I mean, we're just non-compliance, I guess is a better way to describe it. But at what point does that trend take the next step to just mass civil disobedience? You you direct me to do X, Y, and Z, and the response from the population at a minimum is no. Uh, and how far are we down the road to the point where you're electing officials and the average American no longer considers them to be legitimate. Not just they don't like them. They don't believe they were legitimately elected. And when that's true, what are the implications? Because if you think about it, the whole social order is not really based on the fact that the cops will come arrest you. It's based on the fact that the average American buys into the system. We all live this way because it's better for all of us. We, we restrain ourselves. We, we uh, you know, the, the, yeah. park, the parks are safe places for families and kids to go play at because, not because there's a police officer uh, roaming right. the park, keeping the park safe. It's because most people uh, exercise restraint and do the right thing. And the police are there to, to respond when the, when the tiny percentage gets out of line and violates those norms, but but that's not happening at, 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 at because societal norms because societal norms are being deliberately undermined right now in in all sorts of ways. Those societal norms are falling apart to where people don't feel safe doing normal things anymore, or mass shoplifting that just takes place uh, in uh, retail outlets all across the country. Hundred percent. And look, I mean, I live in rural Pennsylvania. Uh, obviously, everybody in rural Pennsylvania has God knows how many firearms in their house, as I would assume is the case for most people in Montana. And open carry is legal in Pennsylvania, and a significant number of people do openly carry or carry concealed in Pennsylvania. But it is not the norm in the United States. The average American does not walk out of his door, and, his or her door, and feel compelled to or to carry a firearm, and they don't really expect to, to have to use a firearm to move safely. And a woman does not leave her house thinking, I must have an armed male escort for fear of being attacked. But again, that this is all, as you said, not because there's a cop on every street corner prepared to leap to my defense, but by and large, society works in a certain way outside of certain neighborhoods. And at what point do you get to where, okay, that well, that, that's not true anymore, and since the police can't protect me, therefore... I must begin to actively protect myself. And what are, and we could just walk on down the road with, with example. Basically, you've eaten away at the foundations of the society. I mean, it's not just I don't like Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden ain't my president, and I don't have to listen to him. It's not just I resent paying taxes. It's 
I'm not paying taxes. I'm not doing any of these things anymore. Um, and well, of course, unfortunately, on the left, there's no indication that any of these warning lights that should really be flashing in everybody's face are mean anything to them. And they maybe maybe it's because they it. don't see it as a warning sign. Maybe this they're pushing this by design. They are trying to transform this country into something else. So they have to tear down every institution. They have to disrupt society turn society on its head so that they can turn this country into something else sam fattis if you can i got to take a hard break right now but if you can stand by we'll come back to you uh, right after this broadcasting live across the great state of montana this is montana talks with aaron flint All right, Sam Fattis was able to stick around with us. He's a retired CIA operations officer, shared a great uh, column on his AND Magazine uh, website here. 2024, will Americans finally decide they have had enough? Uh, A piece written by Chet Nagel, uh, who looks like just has an incredible background uh, uh, here uh, as well. Uh, Jeff in Kalispell sent us a message on our Montana Talks app during the break. Uh, it's a, a quote, uh, he says, comes from John Adams, which I think is right. I, I didn't, you know, uh, look it up myself. But anyway, but I, uh, I've, I've heard this quote before, and it is, it, it is spot on. Our government was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of, of any other, uh, which, of course, makes a great point that it, it – this idea of restraint, self-restraint that Sam Fattis has been talking about and uh, and the, the chaos that we're seeing uh, in the streets of America, or at least what we think is chaos. I mean, it could only uh, it could get get even even worse, given everything that's going on right now and the uh, invasion of illegal aliens and the folks on the terror watch list and more. Uh, Sam Fattis, one of the, a couple of the things that stood out to me in this piece, one was the the lawfare. Chet Nagel writes about lawfare, lawfare being used against President Trump. Uh, I don't know if you saw this on Fox News. Jim Messina was Obama's campaign manager in 2012. And Jim Messina, we in Montana know who Jim Messina is because he was a longtime chief of staff to former Democrat Senator Max Baucus, the guy who sold us out to China, became the ambassador to China, and now makes a bunch of money off of communist Chinese business dealings and then lectures us about you know every all the above but anyway uh so so he has some montana ties in that way but jim messina was on fox and he said he said oh just look at all these court cases that donald trump is in the middle of right now this just shows us the chaos that donald trump will bring to america and it's like well wait a minute you guys are the ones bringing all these lawsuits against trump you guys are the ones that are creating this chaos, not Donald Trump. And But that's what they did during the Trump presidency. They created the chaos, and then they want to blame President Trump. And I, I shared that on Twitter and said this is unconventional political warfare. They're creating chaos on a number of front fronts, and then they want to blame it on Trump. Yeah, uh, again, I think, you know, with uh, I don't make any uh, attempt to brand everybody who doesn't agree with me politically as – Somehow, you know, to demonize them. People are across a broad spectrum. But what I think folks have to understand is that there are people here on the left 
with a very, very radical agenda, an agenda, a, a series of beliefs uh, that are not shared by the vast majority of Americans, and a vision of America that most Americans don't share. And they are very aggressively and very deliberately in a very effective and very organized fashion pursuing their agenda. So what is happening to Trump and, and you know, by extension, honestly, the same kind of tactics are being applied to conservative groups all over the country. For the love of God, moms, moms for liberty, which is, you know, 55, 60-year-old women who don't want pornography in schools, is now a domestic violent extremist group. This is not unintentional. It's not hysteria. There's a very logical, if very reprehensible, reason for this. Because when you brand your opponents in this way, and you call them extremists, and you call them radical, and you call them terrorists, and you call them insurrectionists, what you're doing is establishing the legal foundation, which allows you to then throw them off the ballot, potentially imprison them, and, and look, when Joseph Stalin in the 1930s was in charge in the Soviet Union and he wanted to crush opponents, by and large, he didn't just grab a guy and say, I don't like you, therefore go to prison. He also went through the fiction of conducting trials, which we call show trials, which, which were always predicated on the idea that you are an enemy of the people, you're an enemy of democracy. It was always couched in terms of, I, Joseph Stalin, am the guy who's on your side. I'm defending the country against the enemies within, and that allows you to then foundationally do whatever you want. Use the whole judicial system and all law enforcement against your political opponents. Well, once upon a time, that would have seemed like science fiction, but we're living it right now. I mean, we got it. the number one political opponent of Joe Biden, the Biden administration, and all the folks behind him. And what are they doing? They're attempting to throw him in jail. They're attempting to throw him off the ballot. They're attempting to bankrupt him. And they're using the same kind of mechanisms all across the country. I mean, I know plenty of people here in Pennsylvania who were on the list of alternate electors when Trump went in, in 2020. All that means is if the courts overturned the election results, they would have been the electors for Trump. They didn't stage an insurrection, and it's been done, by the way, many, many times. They are all being prosecuted and persecuted. People are trying to bankrupt them and put them in jail for that. And what's their crime? They stood up for Donald Trump. They supported the political opponent of the ruling party. Yeah, and that's the lawfare uh, that uh, that this piece is referring to here. Uh, in the, when it comes to you know the wide open southern border, the flood of illegal aliens coming into this country, I think uh, Jim Jordan the other day, Congressman Jim Jordan said twelve million, bigger than the state of Ohio, which is a, a large populated state, especially compared to Montana. That's twelve times the population of Montana. Uh, Chet Nagel in this piece writes because saboteurs are hidden. In millions of illegal aliens, another 9-11 attack looms or something much worse. I mean, we look at everything we did, all the sacrifices that have made over the past 20 years since 9-11 to secure this country. And, and you know, much like the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, it's all just being thrown out the window. And, and, and we're allowing anybody practically to come into America because we don't know who is included in, in all of the gotaways. Yeah, look, this is this is suicidal, 
um, again, I, I think it's hard for people to put their head to get their their minds around the full scope of what's happening. We are not failing to enforce the rules at the border. We're not being feckless. We're not being weak need. All of that's too charitable. It is the formal, I mean, it's the de facto policy. The Biden administration won't say this, but it is their policy that we don't have a border anymore. And it's actually worse than that. They do everything they can think of to facilitate the entry of people. So we're not only not stopping people at the border, we're bringing people into the country. People are coming into the country from all over the, from all over the world. So as an example, um, in Istanbul, in Turkey, uh, human smugglers openly run ads on the Internet where you can buy full packages and be smuggled to the Mexican border, delivered from Istanbul, Turkey. Okay, so Turkey, by the way, was one of the major entry points for guys going to join ISIS. But the folks coming out of Istanbul are not just folks that from are from Turkey or that particular immediate region. They're coming from all over the world. So they're coming out of Central Asia. They're coming out of Afghanistan. They're coming out of Tajikistan. They're coming out of lots of places where very large jihadist organizations are very powerful. So that is not me saying that everybody that shows up here from Uzbekistan is a terrorist. Nobody's saying that. All we're saying is when you've got those pipelines and you're moving people in those numbers and you have no idea who they are, it is the simplest thing in the world and inevitable that terrorist organizations will feed people into those pipelines. So along with the folks that are coming here thinking they're just going to make a new life or whatever they're thinking are going to be the guys who are getting ready to blow stuff up. And, um, that, and just look at the numbers. Of the, just look at the numbers of people on the terror watch list that they've uh, that they've captured, uh, they've detained on the southern border. Not to, now we don't know how many got away, but I, I, Ted Cruz went over these numbers the other day, and it was like two in 2015 or 2016, and then now it's just hundreds and hundreds on the terror watch list. And they're not just being caught at the at the southern border; they're finding people on the terror watch list crossing our northern border as well. The northern the northern border is already uh, being exploited. Well, Sam Fattis, uh great to chat uh, chat with you. As always thanks for your time if people want to sign up for your newsletter read more wh- where do you send them go to and magazine at substack so that's andmagazine.substack.com yeah definitely sign up for the newsletter that's what that's what i did uh, ever since i first uh, read a, a piece uh, by sam fattis at thefederalist.com i was like man maybe we can get that guy on the show and, and now we've gotten a chance to catch up with him a few times and um, i signed up for for his newsletter for that very reason all right sam fattis always an honor thanks for your time Thanks for your service, uh, and, and, and say thanks on our behalf to Chet Nagel as well. Great piece on the, the Ann Magazine uh, Substack uh, website here. All right, uh, we got the phone lines open for you. If you want to give a, re- a response or you got something else you want to talk about, give us a ring right now, 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. Coming up in the 9 o'clock hour of the show. Big news for Eastern Montana. Big news for Glendive, Montana. This is a $125 million investment in ammunition company setting up shop in Glendive, Montana. I met the CEO in Kalispell last summer, so this is great news. The CEO kicks off the 9 o'clock hour, then we'll get to your phone calls and more. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Nobody knew that Austin had cancer. Nobody. And, you know, how do you ever trust these people? Do they not know the severity of not having a defense secretary in the dangerous world with, that we lived in? You know, what, did, what does China think about this? Russia think about this? What does Iran think about this? 
you know, because you can bet that China's Putin and President Xi and the Mullahs in Iran, you know, they probably gleaned a lot of important information from the Biden administration by this one incident. You know, it's pretty unbelievable to me. And nobody's being held accountable. That, to me, should be a fireable offense. It's reckless. It's dangerous for the American people. It's dangerous for our national security. Frankly, even Newsweek got it right that he should resign over this. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. You know, personal safety for you and your family is a year-round priority. If you have not developed a plan, put Buying Burner, the less lethal pistol, at the top of your 2024 resolution list. Now, that's Burner. You spell it B-Y-R-N-A. Now, when you're looking for protection, you need a reliable tool that can send potential threats running in the opposite direction. Burner is the answer. Now, I personally own several Burner launchers. Now, they're legal in all 50 states, and Burner can ship their less lethal pistols and rifles directly to your door. As a responsible gun owner, guess what? You need to strategically rethink your approach on the use of force. We need to be smart by starting with less lethal and determining if we need to elevate our use of force to stop a particular threat. A burner is proudly American. It's manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to burner, B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Hannity right now. You'll get 10% off on your purchase. Now choose burner for peace of mind and the protection of you and your family. That's B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Hannity. This is the Montana Economic Minute. There is no magic bullet to solve homelessness in American cities, but as better data on the homeless become available, there are some explanations for its prevalence that have more power than others. Many of these have been gathered and tested in a new book co-authored by researcher Greg Colburn. Some of the things that are frequently mentioned to explain homelessness don't hold up very well to scrutiny. Poverty, for example. Places with higher poverty rates actually have lower rates of homelessness. Drug use and mental illness, surprisingly, don't really predict which areas will have more homelessness either. Even warm weather provides only a little explanatory power. What does correlate with homelessness is the availability of housing. How is housing responded to population growth? In places where housing is not expanded, rents are higher, vacancy rates are lower, and homelessness is more pervasive. The West Coast of the United States has the highest homelessness rates in the country and the most restrictive housing markets as well. I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you appointment 252-0500. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got a message on our Montana Talks app. This came in from Lightbrows in Hardin. Uh, Lightbrows in Hardin, great guy. I've gotten a chance to meet up with him a few times now. Uh, he's a uh, 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 retired Green Beret, incredible guy. Uh, great story. Maybe one of these Veterans Days uh, he can join us on the show and, and tell us a little bit about his story. But anyway, he says this. It's obvious that Biden is not in charge. Look at all the vacation time he takes. As a leader, in quotes, he would have known that Austin would be out of pocket for a while. Austin does not respect Biden. Otherwise, he would have had a plan for his absence. I'll bet Obama knew what was happening. That's from Light Brows in, in Hardin. Uh, let's see. A uh, listener in Columbia Falls says, how can Congress let a de facto presidential policy blatantly break the current laws on the books? 
Great question. That's why I think Attorney General Austin Knutson was spot on yesterday calling for the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary. Uh, the other big news that took place yesterday, you had the Hunter Biden uh, shift show circus act that took place where he continues to defy a congressional subpoena. And uh, there were some pretty funny uh, responses from Congresswoman Nancy Mace and Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, um, uh, Hunter Biden was very afraid of these women, very afraid of these uh, women. Uh, apparently, they are bought and paid for, and that uh, that scares uh, Hunter Biden, who is bought and paid for, of course, by the communist Chinese. So, so he stormed out of the hearing, uh, continues to defy congressional subpoena. Uh, the other big story, though, is that uh, Chris Christie, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, dropped out of the race, and then he had this hot mic moment where he basically trashed Nikki Haley and say, and says Nikki Haley is going to get smoked by Donald Trump. Well, when you get land in China and places like that. Yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent $68 million so far. She's on TV. She spent $68 million so far. $59 million by DeSantis. And you spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. Yeah, she's going to get smoked. That's what he had to say about Nikki Haley. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Donald Trump teases a uh, vice presidential pick uh, during the Fox News town hall last night. Let's ask you a follow-up on that about who would be in your in your cabinet, in your administration. Mm -hmm. If you are the nominee, which I know you expect to be, who would be in the running for vice president? Well, I can't tell you that, really. I mean, I know who it's going to be. Give us a hint. I'll give you, we'll do another show sometime. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any sure, of them? Oh, sure, I will. I will. I've already started like Christy better. I don't see it. I don't see it. That would be an upset. Christy for vice president. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to announce. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. That was hysterical. There were some other great highlights from that Trump town hall last night as well. Maybe we'll get to that. Maybe we'll talk about something else because you get to jump in on the conversation. You get to set the agenda uh, later on in the nine o'clock hour. We're going to take your phone calls. We're going to have the phone lines open. But first, big news for Glendive, Montana. And uh, we're going to have the CEO of this ammunition company kicking off the nine o'clock hour of the program for us. Hey, kicking off 2024 here in January. Why don't you get started on the right foot? You're like, oh, I got foot pain. I got this pain in my knee. I can't. How do you expect me to get started on the right foot when I got this pain in my knee? Well, you know what? You dealt with it for all the entirety of 2023. Get started on the right foot in 2024. Start dealing with the pain. Do something about it. You can do something about it right now. And you can do something that doesn't involve painkillers, that doesn't involve surgery, and the downtime that goes with it. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative, non-surgical pain relief. If you call them today, you can call them right now while we take this break, and you'll get a free consultation. 406-201-6263. QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. It's where they take the healing properties that are already in your body, put it right into those achy joints. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your social security number or other personal information and tell you that your social security number had been used in connection with the crime? Did you feel worried that your social security number might be suspended, your bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information, or instant payment. 
email or text you pictures or documents, or use a real government official's name to gain your trust. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Do not be fooled. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to the Social Security Administration Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.